Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 65 of the Money Love Podcast. I hope your week is off to a great start so far, and I'm so happy you're here today because this week and next week, we are going to be talking about two really interesting topics that build upon one another. So this week is going to be part one, and then next week will be part two. This week, we are going to be talking about a topic that I guarantee most of you have never been exposed to, unless maybe you're a coach. And I can guess that you probably also have not been exposed to this in terms of your financial situation. What I want to do and say right off the bat is that this topic is going to stretch your thinking a little bit. You might feel a bit of resistance on this episode. You might feel a bit of confusion, but it's okay if you do. Just allow it all in. I actually love when I feel confused about something because it means that I'm exposing myself to a new concept that I either haven't been previously exposed to, or it's a concept that I haven't yet taken the time to grasp. And this week might be one of those episodes for you. I know that when I first learned about this concept, it was for me as well. And especially when I took this concept and I applied it to money. Because what I'm going to be telling you today, the lens that I'm going to be telling you to take some time to view your financial situation through is not typically how most financial gurus encourage you to look at your financial situation. So this week, we're talking about a concept called the pure circumstance. And of course, as we always do, we are going to put a money spin on it. So we're going to be talking about the pure financial circumstance. And if you have no idea what this is or what it means, do not worry. It's okay. Like I said, it's probably not something you've been exposed to. And I'm going to walk you through the concept start to finish. Hopefully, this is not your first episode to the podcast that you're listening to. If you are a new listener and this just happens to be the first episode that you tuned into, it might not be the best one. If this is your first episode, you've probably never been exposed to the concept of the model, which is really important to understand because the model is the foundation of this pure financial circumstance concept. Now, if you have been here a while, you should know the model. And the model is the foundation of my coaching practice. It's how I view the world. It's how I coach all of you to view the world and how I also coach all of my students and my one-on-one clients to view the world through. The model has been so transformational for me. And I'm not kidding when I say that the model has changed my life because the model gave me so much power over my own life back. The model showed me that I am in charge of the results that I create, not things, people, or circumstances outside of me. The model showed me that I am completely in charge of my thinking. And because I'm in charge of my thinking, I am also in charge of my emotional state. The model empowers me and it really challenges me to think in an entirely new way. I view every aspect of my life now through the lens of the model, including money and my finances. But 
Just as a recap, even if you've been here a while, it's always really good just to have a little refresher in case you need it. So here's the model quick and fast. You can think of the model as CTFAR. So you've heard me say that acronym a lot, CTFAR. C stands for circumstances of the world. That's what we're going to be diving into today are your pure financial circumstances. So circumstances are the things that happen outside of us. It is the economy. It's who the president is. It's COVID. It's what other people do and say. It's things that are black and white, factual things. Then we have our thoughts, which is the T, the CT. So your thoughts are your interpretation of the circumstance. A thought is simply a sentence in your head about the facts of the world. Now, your thoughts are what create your feelings and your emotions. This is also one of the most groundbreaking concepts of the model is that it's your thoughts and your beliefs and your thinking that creates your emotional state, not the circumstances of the world. It is impossible to have an emotional reaction to something until you have a thought or belief about it. So we have the circumstances. We have thoughts about those circumstances. Those thoughts create our feelings. Feelings are like the fuel that you put in your car. Feelings are the fuel that drive everything that we do and everything that we don't do, all the actions that we take and all the inactions, the actions that we don't take. And when you total up and you compile your actions over a period of time, those actions will create results in your life. So what a lot of people go through life thinking is that it's the circumstances of the world that lead to your results. It's the connection of the C, the circumstances, and the R. But when you know the model, you know that the circumstances, we have no control over those. They are the things that happen outside of us. But it's actually our thoughts, our beliefs, and our thinking that is the catalyst that kicks off the entire model. Because again, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings drive your actions, and your actions create your result in a specific area of your life. That is the quick and fast explanation of the model. Now, usually on this podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about the middle part of the model. We talk a lot about the T's, which are the thoughts. We spend a lot of time talking about the F's, which are the feelings. And we also spend a lot of episodes dedicated to the actions that you should be taking around your finances, which are the A's of the model. But truth be told, we really haven't spent a lot of time talking about the first part of the model, which are the C's of our model, the circumstances. First, In order for us to dive into this pure financial circumstance concept, we need to define what a circumstance actually is. I touched on it briefly, but what is it that we can actually put in the C line of a model? And a model, you guys, is simply just taking a situation and plugging it into those five lines. So it's stating the circumstance. It's saying, okay, here was the facts of the situation. What was my thought about that circumstance? What was the feeling that that thought created in me? And then what were the actions or the inactions that I took as a result of that emotional state? And what was the result of those actions? That is what it looks like to kind of run through a model. But the circumstances, what goes at the very top in that C line, are the facts of your world. They are the black and white facts that every human being on earth could look at and agree upon. They are factual. There is no room for interpretation. 
There is no room for opinion. I always say that a circumstance is something that could be proven in a court of law. Here are some examples of circumstances, and some of these are not, but I want to make sure that we're really clear on what a circumstance is and what it's not. Today's date and the temperature are circumstances. How much you weigh is a circumstance. How many followers on social media you have at this very moment is a circumstance. Words that someone said to you in the past or actions that they took against you in the past is a circumstance. Now, when we're talking about other people, we have to be really careful here because if you're running a model on words that someone has said to you or something that someone has done to you, again, you want to make sure that you're not being subjective, that you're being very factual. So if you're doing a model on your husband, you would never put my husband yelled at me as the circumstance in your model because yelled is subjective. Yelling to me might not be yelling to someone else. So you wouldn't say my husband yelled at me because even saying that is very much emotionally charged. There's still a lot of meaning that we're attaching to that. That is more so a thought. If you're running a model on something that someone said to you or did to you, you have to be very factual. You would have to say, my husband said, and then you would put the exact words that your husband said. Again, it's very important with circumstances that we're removing all of the judgment, all of the emotion, all of the interpretation. It's just really boiled down to the facts. Now, past events that have already happened and that are sealed in time are considered circumstances. How much money you have in your checking account, how much money you have in your savings account, again, being very factual. I have $1,000 in my checking account. Your salary or how much revenue your business brought in last year is a circumstance. How much debt you have, a past spending decision that you made. So you could say, yesterday I spent $50 at Target I bought X, Y, Z. You're very factual about how much you spent and on what. Your credit score is also a circumstance and your net worth is also a circumstance. So you saying, I have a 720 credit score is a circumstance. These are all examples of circumstances because they are black and white and every single human being on earth could look at them and agree. We could all look in your bank account and agree that there's $1,000 in there, right? There's no room for interpretation there. You could stand on a scale and there would be no question or debate about how much you weigh. It'd be nice if we could, right? It'd be nice if you'd go to the doctor's office and stand on the scale and be like, actually, I don't weigh this. I actually weigh 20 pounds lighter than that. But we know that your weight is your weight. Everyone can agree on what that is. We can also all look at your credit report and we can agree looking at that report of how much debt you have. Again, this is assuming it's correct. How much debt you have from what sources and what your credit score is. So those are circumstances, the facts of the world. Now, the really important thing that you have to know about circumstances, and this is so key, tune back in with me, is that all circumstances are neutral. Neutral means that something is neither good nor bad. It has no meaning. It just is. Something that is neutral doesn't carry any significance or any weight. Anything that is considered a circumstance is neutral, which means that it just is. So yes, this means that your weight just is. Your net worth 
just is. Your credit score just is. Your consumer debt, it just is. None of it means anything or carries any significance because these are all examples of pure circumstances. Now, I always say that the circumstances are the black and white and your thoughts add the color. So think about it this way. This is how I think about it. I think about a coloring book, right? When you get a coloring book and you open it up, there's already the black and white outlines there. You cannot change the black and white outlines. They are already there. So the circumstances are the black and white outlines in your coloring book. But then your thoughts are you going in and adding the color. You can choose what colors you want to use and what combination. You can decide if you want to color inside the lines, outside the lines, what type of mood you want to go with. That is all up to you. And your thoughts are the color. That's the next line in the model, the T, the C, and then the T, your thoughts. And remember that your thoughts are sentences in your brain about the circumstances of the world. So circumstances are factual. Thoughts are descriptive. Thoughts are our perceptions, our judgments, our opinions, our interpretations of the circumstances. Our thoughts, like I said, that is what livens things up. And our thoughts are what make things interesting, right? Now, I want to take a second and really dive in here because developing the skill of being able to distinguish between a circumstance and a thought is a game changer, you guys. I really have honed this skill over the past two years going through my certification and then becoming a certified coach and practicing it on myself and on my clients a lot. But I will say, You don't need to have a life coaching certification to be able to do this yourself. You being able to distinguish between the two is an important skill for one very important reason. And that reason is so many people go through life thinking a slew of thoughts and they are treating their thoughts like circumstances. They treat their opinions their judgments, their interpretations, like they are facts. The truth is, they're not truth. They're not facts. They are just your unique viewpoints. Oftentimes, our thoughts are not actually based on fact or truth, but our thoughts are instead based on our past programming. So being able to distinguish between, oh, This is a circumstance, and this is my thought and my interpretation about it is so powerful. Because when you realize that something isn't a fact, you are no longer chained to it. You no longer have to be dedicated to it. And you give yourself the mental allowance to open yourself up to new possibilities, to thinking new things, which when you think new things, you are able to create new results for yourself instead of just resulting to your old programming. So here's what I mean by this. I see this so often with my clients, just all over the place with money. You're going to hear people say, and maybe even you say these things, like, I'm broke. I'm bad with money. I'm buried in debt. I'm behind financially. Now, oftentimes when I hear people say these things, they say these things, these thoughts, like they are truth. And again, this is where we get ourselves into trouble 
because we state our thoughts like they are the circumstances. All of these examples that I just gave you are not circumstances, you guys. They are not facts of the world. This is you taking the circumstances and interpreting them and spitting out thoughts and beliefs to me. But the problem is, is that you deeply, deeply believe them to be true and you treat them like fact. Let's spend some time differentiating this, okay? Let's say that the circumstance is that you have $1,000 in your bank account. That is your pure financial circumstance. But one of my favorite questions to ask myself and ask my clients is, what are you making the pure financial circumstance mean? What are you making the fact that you have $1,000 in your checking account mean? Well, in this example, you are taking the pure financial circumstance of $1,000 and you are making it mean, I'm broke, I'm behind, I'm bad with money. Do you see the difference between the two? There's the fact of you having $1,000 in your checking account, and then there's all the drama and all the color that you add to it. You making it mean, I'm broke, I'm behind, I'm bad with money. Another example is you could have a pure financial circumstance of $15,000 in consumer debt. But your thought about that pure financial circumstance is, I'm buried in debt. There is the pure financial circumstance the numbers, the black and white, and then there's your interpretation of it, your thought of I'm buried. Now, in the beginning, you can struggle with differentiating the two because your thoughts will seem very true to you. I know that they will because I struggled with this too. I get it. We as the humans get extremely attached to our stories and to our thought patterns. We start having a relationship with the stories of our circumstances rather than the actual circumstances themselves. And I've told you this before, even if your thoughts are negative, thoughts that are not serving you and creating the results that you want, they are familiar to you. They are practiced. They feel natural to you. And please remember this very important lesson that your brain isn't going to do what's in your best interest, okay? Your brain is not looking out for you. Your brain simply wants to be efficient and live within that motivational triad. It wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, save energy, and be efficient. So what is your brain going to do? Your brain is going to default to what is familiar because that is the path of least resistance. So if you've had this thought and belief of, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, and that is a very familiar and a practiced thought to you, the more you practice it, the more truer and the more factual it is going to seem to you. So when I start working with a client, we spend a lot of times in sessions of me just pointing out to them, like, you know that's not a fact, right? You know that's just your thought. And clients really struggle with this. They're like, no, that's factual. And I'm like, no, it's not factual. That is not a pure financial circumstance. That is just how your brain has chosen to take the information and it's simply using that and it's making it mean something. So I acknowledge that sometimes, yes, it can be very challenging to distinguish between a pure financial circumstance, like having $1,000 in a bank account and making that mean I'm broke. But a great question that you can ask yourself if you're really struggling to separate the two is this. 
Would everyone look at this pure financial circumstance and have the same interpretation? That question always helps me separate the two. And listen, even if you think that a lot of people would agree with you, a lot of people is not everyone. And for something to be a circumstance, we need everyone, not a majority. You can also put it through the, could this be proven in a court of law test, right? Would everyone agree that having $1,000 in a bank account means that you're broke? Of course not, right? There are millions upon millions upon millions of people who, if they had $1,000 in their bank account, they would be having a wildly different thought other than, I'm broke. Another person with $1,000 in their bank account could be thinking, I'm rich, right? It's all relative. It's simply just your interpretation. Our brains are so crazy and oftentimes really, really silly, right? We take these pure financial circumstances and we interpret them. We make them mean these crazy things that oftentimes cause us a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of discomfort, especially with money. And y'all, The reason why I'm doing an entire episode on this is because I need you to hear and understand that it is always 100% of the time, the words, the language, the thoughts, the beliefs, the stories, and the interpretations that cause the negative emotion that you feel. It's the thoughts that cause the pain, the suffering, the discomfort. It is never the financial circumstances. It's never the facts because the circumstances are neutral and they don't mean anything. (laughs) Pure financial circumstances do not make you stressed or anxious or scared or uneasy or disappointed. They do not have the power or the ability to do that. Because pure financial circumstances are always neutral, especially when it comes to money. It's just numbers. All of those negative emotions do not appear and they do not manifest until that brain of yours gets involved and it starts to form a story about what those black and white pure financial circumstances mean. And it's so crazy to realize that Without words and sentences in your brain, you are at peace. Because without those words and without those interpretations and judgments, you are at neutral. You are without pain, judgment, suffering. You can find a place of neutrality before you start thinking again. This is why spending time really digging in to your pure financial circumstances is so powerful and it's such a game changer. It really can be transformative to go to a place of being completely neutral. To look at the black and white of your financial situation and just remove the meaning, remove the judgment, the good or the bad judgment, remove the interpretation, the vagueness, the stories, the opinions, just drop all of it. First of all, it's so freeing. When you can evaluate your pure financial circumstances It is an exercise where you will feel like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders and it gives you a neutral and safe space to pass through. You guys, thought work is amazing. It really is. And I think doing thought work around money is one of the most beneficial life areas that you can do thought work in. But so often when we discover 
thought work, when we discover that, oh, it's my thoughts, it's my brain that's causing me so much pain and discomfort, our knee-jerk reaction is just to replace the old and harmful thoughts with the new, prettier thoughts. We're like, oh, okay, I see this now. I see the result of this thought now, and I don't like it, and it feels terrible, so let me get rid of it and just replace, replace, replace. But that process of going from the negative to the positive is not just a flip of a switch. It doesn't happen automatically. It takes work and practice because what you're doing is you are breaking down something that is very established and prominent, and you are building something new to replace it from the ground up, and that takes time. But your pure financial circumstances are an amazing, neutral, middle ground between the negative and the positive that you are trying to bridge. This is what we call passing through neutral. When we start with the negative and we're trying to get to the positive, we have to pass through the neutral, the facts. And when you can pass through the pure financial circumstances of your situation, you can, for a moment, recalibrate your emotions back to zero. You can, in a sense, just rest and you can get some reprieve in the neutrality. It's a space of just passing through. You don't have to stay in the negative, but you also don't have to feel the pressure and the resistance of doing an immediate 180 and switching to the positive immediately. Your pure financial circumstances, the black and the white, it is the land between your suffering and your success. So I gave this example in episode 11, which was a while ago, over a year ago. It's an episode where I coach you on how to believe new things. But going back to this example, you might remember this. You could have the thought of, I'm broke, with the pure financial circumstance of having $1,000 in your bank account. Now, instead of having the thought, I'm broke, because that thought feels awful and terrible, you want to replace that thought with the thought, I have enough money. But the gap between I'm broke and I have enough money is a pretty wide gap. And it's not just a quick process of making that jump from one to the other. So instead, we can go to the pure financial circumstance of the situation and we can live in that land for a little bit of time. So instead of saying I'm broke, you could say I have money. I have money, which is true, right? If you have $1,000, you have money. I have money. I have money. Or if you really want to stick with just the pure financial circumstance, you could say, I have $1,000. I have $1,000. By saying, I have money or I have $1,000, that feels so much better than saying, I'm broke. And the great thing is, is that your brain will actually believe these thoughts because they are true, because they are pure financial circumstances. You and every other human being on planet Earth could look at the $1,000 in your bank account and agree that yes, you have money or yes, you have $1,000. So practicing these facts and intentionally thinking about the facts can really help you bridge that gap between I'm broke and I have enough. There's a very common example in life coaching with women who are trying to work on their body image and having self-love and love for their bodies and their current form. 
And going from I hate my body to I love my body is a really big jump for women to make, especially when you've been in such a place of loathing and hatred around your body for a long period of time. In this example, the pure circumstance would be I have a body because that is true. We all have a body. So instead of trying to jump from one or the other, you actually practice the pure circumstance of saying, I have a body. I have a body. Now, when you are in the land of your pure financial circumstances, you get to be free from yourself for a little bit. I mean, honestly, it's really nice because I know for a lot of us, myself included, we are our own worst critics. And the truth is, is that you don't have to live in the land of pure financial circumstances all of the time. It's kind of impossible to anyways. Your brain is going to have thoughts and beliefs, okay? Your brain is going to pick up the crayons and start coloring in the color book. It's going to filter through the information that it's given and the environment that you're in, and it's going to make judgments about that. Your brain is going to be a brain. So we don't have to have the unrealistic expectation of living in the land of pure neutrality forever. But it is a nice reprieve to know that it is an option to go to the neutrality occasionally, where you can be free from the judgments and the stories that your brain is trying to impose upon you. It's reassuring to be able to differentiate between the world itself and your interpretation of the world. It can really be helpful to give you a rest from the negative emotion that you may be feeling around your financial situation. So here's the exercise that I want you to do this week as a result of this episode. I want you to take 20 to 30 minutes and I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and I want you to write out a list of your pure financial circumstances. Here are some things that you can put on your list. You can write down how much money you have in your checking and your savings accounts. You can write down how much you have in any retirement or investment accounts. You can write down how much consumer debt you have. You can break it out by source. You can get really detailed and specific, or you can just put it all together in one number. Using this above list of your assets and your debt, you can calculate your net worth and you can add your net worth to this list. You can write down your salary. You can write down your hourly wage. If you're a business owner, you can write out how much revenue your business has made year to date or in the last rolling 12-month time period. You can decide what you want to do. You can write down what your credit score is. You can write down your level of education. Again, make sure to keep this very factual. So you can start here with these very high-level basic numbers and just get them all on a piece of paper. Now, remember that this list should not include any descriptive terms. There should be no adjectives. There should be no judgments, no drama, no color. This is simply just the outline of your coloring book. Remember that every human being on earth needs to be able to look at this list and they would agree with your pure financial circumstances. And then after you have that list, I just want you to take some time and just be present with your pure financial circumstances. And I want you to have a couple of realizations while you're spending some time here. I want you to say to yourself, these are my pure financial circumstances. They are numbers on a piece of paper. They have no meaning. They carry no weight. 
They are neutral. They are black and white. They say nothing about me. They are not compared to anything or anyone. There is no starting point and there is no ending point. I am not ahead or behind. These are my pure financial circumstances and they just are. So you can start here with a very high level and holistic view of your pure financial circumstances. And then what we can do to take this practice even deeper and to really implement this into your monthly financial habits and system, and I actually have my coaching clients do this, is at the end of each budgeting period, when you wrap up a budget, I have all of my clients go through and make a list of their pure financial circumstances for the previous budgeting period. So what this looks like is they will get very factual with what happened with their budget. They will say, I budgeted $400 for groceries and I spent $450. I stopped myself from impulsively spending $50 on X. My debt decreased by X this month or it increased by X this month. My credit score is now blank. My net worth is now blank. I underspent in my eating out category. I budgeted $300 and I spent $250. And here's why I have them do this. Because when I first started coaching, I would meet with clients and I would say, okay, how did the month go? And they would say things to me like, oh, it was a terrible month. It was, it was bad. Just a bad month overall. I just want to move on. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does a terrible month look like? What does a bad month mean? And oftentimes, when I would ask them that specific question, they couldn't tell me the facts of the situation. They were giving me their thoughts, but they didn't even know the circumstances. They weren't even taking the time to actually look at the black and white numbers. They were just making assumptions on what they thought had happened. They were more so going off of their emotional response rather than the actual facts. And so this is an exercise that my clients really love to do because what I tell them is do this every month and keep track of it. Do it in a journal. Have a page for every single month. So when you do it for December, you can look back on November and October and September and you can see the progress that you're making. You can see the steps forward that you're taking. And my philosophy is always progress, not perfection. I don't care if you overspend on your budget. I don't care if you impulsively spend money on something. But are we getting better? When we look at the pure financial circumstances, what is happening? Are we trending up or are we trending down? Because we're not going to let our brain interject and make that call based on emotion. We're going to use facts. We're going to use the pure financial circumstances to actually determine what is going on, and the direction that we're moving in. Because like I said, your brain is going to want to try to take the pure financial circumstances and make it mean all sorts of crazy stuff. So we really have to just go back to the original coloring book, open it up, blank slate, and say, okay, what is our outline and how did we do? So that is a practice that you can do to just take this process one step even further Once you've done the high-level pure financial circumstance, you can actually do it on a month-to-month basis with your budget. Now, the second part of this process, after we spend some time absorbing our pure financial circumstances, is to come to the realization that we are actually in control over that next part of the model, which is the thought line. 
It's realizing that we're in control over the color that we're going to add into our coloring book. So the second part of this process is what is called intentional thought creation. It's deciding what color crayons do I want to pick up? What mood do I want to make it? Do I want to draw in the lines or outside the lines? It's intentionally making those decisions about the thoughts that you're going to think. But we have to know what the pure financial circumstances are to start with, and then we can move into the process of intentional thought creation, which is what we're going to be talking about next week. That is what I have for you this week. This might be an episode, like I said, where you need to listen to it a couple of times just to really let it sink in. It's totally okay. But when it comes to the circumstances, especially when we're talking about the model, circumstances can often be the most boring part, right? Because they are so factual. There's no drama. There's no color. There's no exaggeration. It's just the facts. But the facts of a situation, especially the facts of your financial situation, just stripping it down to the basics of the basics, what is actually going on, and then realizing that you are in control over what you're going to make all of those numbers and facts mean, it is such a powerful process to do. So make sure to join me back next week for part two of this process. I hope you all have an amazing week. If you have two minutes, make sure that you go ahead and just leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. Leave a five-star review, and you also have to write something so that I can see that you've left a review. And if you do that, you will actually be entered into the giveaways that are going to be starting in 2022. You can just go ahead and get a jump start on that so that you're already entered and ready to go come the new year, which is going to be here in two weeks, you guys. Love you all so much. Have a fantastic week. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.